Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We're coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're taking what we learn about ancient truths and the person of Jesus into our everyday life. You can check out whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for the sermon and resources that we're using for our conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, my name is Danielle Hartland. Happy to be here hosting uh, for you guys. Again, we're going to go around and do some introductions because we have, well, we normally do, but we have some guest on the panel today. Um, question of the day, no cheats. Um, I'll go first. Uh, what is the last picture on your camera roll and why? What? What's the most recent picture <laughs> on your camera roll and why? I'll give you a heads up while I talk about mine. Mm. So mine is a picture of, you can kind of look if you guys want to see, it's a picture of Dax with a guy oh. pointing at me. <laughs> um, we took Dax to try... Um, Taekwondo, karate? Yeah, karate. Oh, um, cool. So he's in like a two-week trial with it. It was like, these people are geniuses because it was like a one... First you go and you watch a class, and then you have like this one-on-one -on -one thing. And in the one-on-one -on -one thing, the curriculum, as they call it, is just stuff like, when, you're, when you get home and your mom and your dad have to ask you to do something, is there something that they ask you every single time you get home? Oh, uh, yeah, put away my shoes. Do you think they need to ask you that every time, or can you do it by yourself? And I'm like, these people. This is how they get you. And <laughs> you say, and you. when your mom says something, you say, like, yes, mom. No. Do you think you should say, yes, mom, when, so she knows you're here? Yes. When you talk to somebody, where do you look? In their eyes. Like, it's all the stuff I was like, this is how they, this is how they get everybody. <laughs> and I was like, also, kindergarten gym class should just be this. Should right. just be karate for kindergartners. Just gym. That's all you do for gym. For a year is karate. Anyway. Have you ever seen that video of the guy who um, is in a push-up position and the like karate or judo instructor yeah. tells his son to get on his back? Oh, I have seen And his that. son had been bad at school or something. Yeah. And he's like, okay, dad, do a push-up. And he does a push-up and he's keep going, keep going. And he mm -hmm. then starts to talk to the boy and he's like, this is what it's like. You know, when you act up. You know, wow. your dad They're has intense. to hold the weight of your decisions, and initially he's good, and mm -hmm. then but then he starts to struggle. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this, king is of great. So good. this is great. They had him stand. He had him stand and look at a wall. For, it was probably like 30 seconds, but it was like feet together, arms down. Dax, you can do it. They're super encouraging. Like, you can do it. It's discipline. Da 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 da. You can discipline yourself. He. He leaves them, do not move, blah, blah, blah. I've never seen a kid so still in my life. I don't think he was breathing. It was amazing. Anyway, that's why I have that picture. You it was need literally to invite that dude oh, to dinner. So I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah. Miracle worker. Invite him to oh, Grace my. Church for staff, yeah, I know. staff training. <laughs> We've got a couple staff people in it, actually. So Stare at cool. the wall. Mm -hmm. Sammy, oh, what's your... great. Yeah. Hi. Oh, hi, Sammy, how are you? Hi, I'm Sammy. Um, my official name is Samantha. Oh, yeah, sorry. But I really don't go by Samantha. Or Sam, so I, I think technically you'd like to, have though. three names. You think I would <laughs> like, you'd like to? Yeah, I'd go by Samantha. Go by mm -hmm. Samantha. Mm. I get that vibe because it's your email and stuff. Like I'll introduce myself as Samantha, but then the next time someone says like "Hi, Samantha," I'm kind of like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. You're like coming in hard, but you need to. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I did I it. it. I said that's my name. Yeah. Then I'm like, don't call me that. <laughs> like it's it's just very weird like that. <laughs> that's um, funny. But yeah, this is great to be here today. I So the last picture on my phone, which I took yesterday, is a screenshot of a FaceTime with my sister and her dog. So oh, specifically, 100%, sister it's, and a dog. it's the dog. She's a golden retriever. Her name is Dory. And I've never seen a dog <laughs> who can like stand still. So you're talking about oh, yeah, Jack's actually standing perfectly still. This dog, I had to take this screenshot 
because my sister starts laughing and points the camera towards Dory, who's sitting right beside her, like eyes just like starting to go because she was so tired. But this dog is like perfectly still, no muscle moving at all. So it's just like me smiling in the picture. Cute. And like one eyes closed on the dog. So it was just funny. Asleep. Wow. So I, I really just FaceTime to see the dog. Good mm. pitch hitting for uh, Sarah McCosco, who loves dogs. Oh, it's like oh, wow. slid yeah. right in. Oh. You're in her spot, yeah. too. Yeah. Wow, she's going to be so happy. We Sarah. could talk for hours about dogs. Oh, wow. I know we could. Not with me, you can't. Not All me. right. This is a wrong room. If you were a dog, what would you be? Nope. <laughs> That's the <Dead. a> question. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sarah. Rabid. Rabid, oh, yeah, that's probably more. Um, we just got canceled. <laughs> I, I would be in a gutter somewhere uh-huh. trying to survive. Lady in the Tramp style. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's anyway, uh, who's this other person? Who's Hi, there? I'm Derek. Hi. I'm here th- today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So on my phone, I have to go by video. So I had to self-film a video yesterday. Uh-huh. This is kind of boring. Oh man! I mean, so no, it's fine. My the picture is legit. Our strategy, (laughs) yeah, okay. uh, That um, I have, uh, I had to put on a screen behind me as I was self filming because we don't have this lovely green screen in my home. Okay, sure. Um, And uh, so I had to put it. Yeah, I had to put it. (laughs) I had to put it on a TV and explain our proposed strategy to our Clarity House team that's working on our future strategy at Grace Church. So my last picture is of the strategy drawing, the map that Danielle drew. Nice. Um, But right before that, I did clip a... Uh, a picture that says his license is already suspended of a little redheaded child uh, that looks like he's a redneck with mullet, a mullet. That yeah, haircut. just says his license is already suspended. And so I just thought I clip I clip funny things like I that because too. I'm like I can use that one day. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's oh, funny. You gonna send it to Mike Crispin who just <laughs> became a licensed pastor or uh, ordained pastor? You should. Yeah, you his should. Li- That'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah his see- pastoral license his is suspended license. as well. Yeah. That's quite the yeah. resemblance. Right? For right. how long the mullet is, the bangs are. Like the, also the short. bangs, yeah, the dang. bangs are very like short. Right at the right at the top of the head. And yeah, he's that got was, that was I like a mom made a mistake. Yeah. That's the he's goal, got though. Earplugs in his ears, which means well, he's he must a monster be at a truck. Car, a car race. Yeah, he's at a monster truck rally. <laughs> no question. Where else would he be? Where else would anybody be? A tractor auction, maybe. Right. Maybe. Oh my goodness. There's a guy from rural upstate New York, right there. Amen. Amen. Knows all. This is why we're never using the video version of this podcast. Um, All right, so, well, mine is a little bit... And your name is? Oh, my name is Steven, yeah. Oh, wow. Whoops. Um, Take it for granted that people already love him. Here we go. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You just inserted a lot there. I did. Um, So my last picture is a screenshot of the UFC card that's coming up this Saturday. Speaking of mullets. Speaking of rednecks. I text my friend, because we we text each other, and then we circle who's... Who's going to win? Who's going to win. Oh, who's going to win each um, fight? Match. That would be yeah. <laughs> match. <laughs> it's a fight. It's a fight. Okay, I was right the first yeah. time. <laughs> Contest. That's where my Contest. Mind yeah. Match. Well, you know how there's these inflated terms for yeah. things mm-hmm. people hitting each other. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's. Uh, all right. UFC. Right. You want a circle? Main card. I'll circle. When I'll is this right. fight? When are when are when are these fights happening? Saturday. This Saturday. Saturday. Can you see what they're Maybe wearing or just their heads? Hands. No, I would need to see, see what like wearing. what their shorts look like. <laughs> 
I base, it on, would, I base uh, it on shorts. That's how she chooses NFL teams uh, as well, like the tell, colors hello? and the uniforms. And I had Travis great. Kelsey before he was Travis Kelsey, and I also had what's-his-face Gronk or whatever. I mean, we need to talk about this Kelsey Swift thing Do at it. some point. No, not right now. We, the sermon's not that good this week. Whoops. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We'll talk about that next week. Give the people uh, what they want. See, wow. if it, see if it has staying power, yeah. and we'll, we'll revisit it's it. It's one of the funniest things. They're still together, right? Yeah, guys, so. they're going strong. I, I've been questioning if they are together. I'm like, what do I believe? I don't, I don't know. I know it seemed like a PR stunt. Did you hear the whole thing about like how she was at the? She had to be at the Jet Stadium because mm-hmm. that was one of their yeah, teams. Because she had this SEO problem with her like carbon p- footprint oh. and her jet. Oh. And so there's this whole conspiracy about like it's oh, yeah. only just to break the algorithm. So when you search Taylor Swift jets, the game will come up. Oh, and I was like, gosh. wow, that's dark. That is dark. Mm. But I mean. See, She's I'm, like that. I'm not that deep into it. I'm I'm at the level of just seeing Travis and Jason Kelsey on their podcast, their podcast. talking about <laughs> talking He's about. So well, first of all, and I'm I'm also enamored that the fact that you and my daughter and other females I know that there have no football interest are listening to the Travis and Jason po- podcast. But that's a different thing <gasps> well, because of it Taylor. is. But to be fair, I listened to that after SNL. Okay. Like, you know. So, but listen, my point is that here the two of them taught, they they flashed a picture up there of their dad talking to Taylor Swift in the press Mm -hmm. conference, in the press box. I laughed so hard because it's, it's a universal thing of like, we're seeing our dad talk to somebody from a distance and not knowing what he's saying and going, (laughs) any possible thing could be coming out of his mouth (laughs) right now. And he's talking to Taylor Uh, Swift. Like, what is dad saying to Taylor Swift? It's not good. We are terrified to think of what our father... Did they have, like, a caption contest or something? Like, what he was talking (laughs) about? Yeah, well, you need, like, a new news thing. I didn't realize that there was conspiracies about those sorts of things. Oh, there are. Well, because she is... And I mean this respectfully, please, no one come for me. She, she's very, she's a genius about Uh like marketing Marketing. and storytelling and and Easter eggs and yeah. So you put the two of them, put them together. It's a mess Uh, or it's, it's a match made in heaven for real. (laughs) (laughs) And there, and therein lies the question. Right. Mm. We shall see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's people that are like, Sammy's deep into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just kind of waiting around living my life until, and we'll see. All right. But I I get at least one little notice of it every day. And I'm like, hmm, okay, we'll see. It doesn't show up on my feed. It will now. I don't care about football. I don't care about Taylor Swift. So (laughs) stop, stop. (laughs) I'm talking to us, huh? Um, Now you're in trouble. Okay. All right. So, I mean, speaking of Travis, Kelsey, Uh the big idea, um, you can keep religious rules and still miss Jesus. Has nothing to do with Travis Kelsey. I was just trying to move on. (laughs) Um, that's our sermon today. So we're in Mark three, uh, right at the yeah, Mark three, one to six. Um, so pastor Derek talked about, uh, first, well, first of all, I don't know how you guys felt. It came like, I, I feel like it's weird you're here because I usually talk about you. Oh. Well. Um, well, you just like came out of the gate. You're like, blah, blah, blah. Like not yeah. in a bad way, but there just like, here's passages. the bad news. Yeah. Here's right. all the bad news in the first 20 seconds. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, let's, all right. That was deep. Um, but 
Sammy, you had channeling his John MacArthur. (laughs) (laughs) I came Mark Driscoll out of the gates. Oh no! (laughs) This is this is not a good one. Okay, so we we may have to pause and read. No, we're not. We don't do that. Okay, I'm hoping I say words correctly, like pronounce them correctly, is what I'm thinking. Uh, That's part we do. We have a linguistics Uh, section every day because of Stephen. We have to go over some stuff. Christmas. Christmas. I already heard karate or whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever that was. I was like, what am I saying? Karate. Karate. I was like, I doubled down on karate. Don't respond. Don't respond. Don't respond. Don't react. Okay. This is going to. All right. So Pharisees and Herodians. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Okay. See, that's what I was talking about. I'm like, I'm glad you said it first because that's what I was going to say too. Herodians. I like so I likened that to tell me if I'm off base, but I was likening that to like modern day American Christians and like the quote unquote the right like political set. Similar, like similar power yeah. plays and stuff. Um, so how would you guys? But think? but yeah, the but yeah. the ironic thing, just to set yeah. it up and then you can talk. The ironic thing is it would be like the it would be almost like the American political far right mm-hmm. and the American political far left joining forces. Oh, that's better. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're both offended by Jesus. Both offended by Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Je- yeah, yeah that di- makes way more sense. But for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think that w- that's the thing of like, you've got these really religious people yeah. who are ticked off. Yeah. And you've got these really irreligious people, right. secular people, who are also ticked off. Right. And the two of them join forces going, we need to get rid of that's this That's how guy. bad it is. That's how, yeah, yeah, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Like that's the one thing they agree upon. Right. But it's like... So as I was thinking through it, it's like you really can relate with both mm-hmm. to a degree where it's like, okay, like you have the Herodians where it's like acknowledging you're a sinner. It's like, well, I don't, I don't want to hear that, you know? But then if like you're a Pharisee relating to that way, it's like, you mean my rules, you know, my habits, like I can't actually earn my way to salvation can yeah. still like be a form of pride because like something within us wants mm-hmm. to still try to make it work. Mm-hmm. try to make resolution for those things. So it's like, I can recognize I have sin, don't like that, but then you mean I can't do anything myself about, it. about it. Is right. So like that lack of control and like that full surrender to acknowledge like, oh, this Jesus, like he's the only way. Like yeah. it just can yeah. like feel offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think that's that a way. good point. <clears throat> Excuse me. I So the, the challenge that I see with that sort of, uber religiosity is it's not necessarily sometimes it's not necessarily i can earn my way to salvation it's more so the system and the structure that i've built mm-hmm. um i am now being told that god is not pleased with oh that's even right. deeper yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. what i believe that i'm doing is actually good mm-hmm. underneath maybe pride um, but I am now having somebody step into my world that I've lived in for such a long time. I built this beautiful system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just works in my world. And then someone goes, listen, God's not really pleased with that because your heart's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can relate to that mm-hmm. as somebody who has a tendency to veer towards legalism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for somebody to come in and shake my world like that. Mm-hmm. Watch out! You right, know, I I yeah. would feel the. All right. You feel challenged. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely feel challenged by that. Yeah, we talked about. I was last week or the week before. Just I think it's a. Well, you even said this in the sermon too. It's a th- this is a theme that's like butting up 
in this section of Mark of these things that we do even now today that are like this extra like oral verbal Torah that aren't, they're not part of any requirement that God is asking us. We're just putting these things in place for like either comfort or security or um, to feel like we're doing something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the word I, I mean, Sammy, you brought up pride, um, which I think is part of it on both sides of this kind of debate. But, um, you know, the word I brought up too is control. Yeah, sure. Um, that a lot of it, when Jesus comes, he threatens the control that both sides feel. Yeah. And I think that, and, and what you're talking about too, Stephen, that that idea of like, I have this thing built in a way that makes me comfortable. And the reason it makes me comfortable is because I'm in control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm calling the shots. I'm deciding who's in, who's out. I'm deciding what's good, what's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of deciding. I've I've built this system where all of that thought work is taken care of for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it anymore. Right. I'm just now legislating my yeah. little my little yeah. box. Yeah. And um there's something about Jesus that threatens our ability to control everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he comes in and and just kind of upsets the apple cart on both sides. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, and you know, I, I think about, <clears throat> you know, one of the things I talked about the, this week was just that, you know, even the last couple of weeks is just the things that I'm seeing in our culture today mm-hmm. is that legalism is not just for the religious people anymore. Right. <laughs> There's right. a secular legalism that has emerged that's almost like a religion mm-hmm. that says, you know, and even again among Christians where we're building kind of our own subset of rules that we think are most important. So mm-hmm. what do you believe about abortion, the southern border, and Israel. And if you line up with me, you're in. If you don't line up with yeah. me, you're literally going to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and the left does it too. You know, there's, there's you know, what do you what do you believe about racism? And, you know, yeah. like you, you got your list of like pet, mm-hmm. pet things that now I'm drawing a very clear line around those things yeah. and going, if you are outside of this, I can't even associate with mm-hmm. you. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not that we just disagree. <laughs> It's I will refuse to talk to you, platform you, right. give you a voice, give you an audience, give you any of my time. Actually, the thing that I, the best thing I could do is to shout you down yeah. in public and to make sure nobody hears your voice. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's goofy how it's, far we've gone so insane. fast, but yeah. mm-hmm. but that feels like a religion. Yeah. Oh, for sure mm-hmm. it does. So so I my brain always goes to like root cause. So like, how do we get there? Right? Yeah. Because it's. It's a, an issue that we face generation after generation after generation. Like, at some point, we veer towards legalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it, and I'm just curious about, we didn't plan for this, but no, um, is it, is legalism... Also, thank you for acting like we planned for the anything on oh. the podcast. That was <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have you. I mean, you got a little uh, rough sure. sketches there. Sure, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but is it is it a result of rebellion against something that you disagree is like is that when the the danger when it's really dangerous so like i think about you know we've now got these you know political or even secular legalistic Mm -hmm. arenas um and as i see those it's they've moved towards a particular legalistic framework out of a rebellion to something that they disagree with Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when i think about fundamental christianity Mm -hmm. like 
Yeah. <laughs> Martin Luther rebelled from the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Yeah. And there was maybe some good intent with that, but in order to preserve that which we rebelled against, we built a legalistic structure. Mm. I don't know. Am, am I making any sense? Yeah, it's like why we have the Constitution and stuff. But like we we left England. We, not to be a sore subject, but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how do I guard my heart? I guess is what I'm. Okay, I'm better. Thinking yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and you're right. I mean, I think it always we it it all. Sorry, it always is a response against something. Right. So like, there's a thing that happens that I don't like, yeah. and I go. I don't like that. Got to fix it. I got to fix it, and I'm going to fix it with my certainty over here. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of it is an addiction to certainty. Mm. I think we. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. I think yeah. we, there's such comfort and security in being certain about something. Mm-hmm. And wow, <laughs> I, I think there's way more things that we are uncertain about than we'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like we have to steel our heart against any kind of. Thing that's that's in limbo, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and 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 certainty just makes us feel safer. Yeah, um, but you're right. I think that that those pendulum swings are typically a response to something that we don't agree with, and instead of just not agreeing with it and kind of leaving it in a, I don't agree with that, but I I, I also still don't know quite sure what I believe yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about, again, not to get into super controversial subjects, but I think about like a lot of the Southern border talk, mm-hmm. you know, which I think biblically, traditionally, historically for Christians, this whole idea of people coming, refugees yeah. coming from, fleeing from difficult places yes. is like part of our heritage. Right. God speaks a lot Literally. to it in the Old Testament yeah. and and our country is built with those people. But then like to see, to go, wait, to have just a wide open border with no is not smart just right. from a nation standpoint that's not good either to mm-hmm. like just let people mm-hmm. f- file across the border so but instead of going i don't like what's happening mm-hmm. i think it's wrong yeah and then swinging all the way to every one of those people is a rapist a murderer and whatever right. they yeah. shouldn't be allowed in we should cut we should kick everybody out that's ever come in yeah. it's like all of a sudden it's this pendulum has swung from like mm-hmm. i don't like what's happening and disagree mm-hmm. with what's happening mm-hmm. to like i've become so sure in my other side mm-hmm. that i've actually also broken biblical principles mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean yeah. and so there there can't be just this middle space of like hey What's happening now is not good, but also not everybody that comes across that border is evil. Like we right. should probably yeah. figure it out. Yeah. 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 And there's not enough people kind of living in that middle space anymore. We're just going, we need to, we need to talk. There's enough nuance here that we yeah. need to yeah. figure it out. And not again, again, I'm even, I'm even nervous to say this cause I don't want people to like think I'm something that I'm not, which is like so messed up. But like <laughs> just to reinforce your point, like the, in America, in the political system, the people that are speaking that way, that are kind of trying to be a little more centrist, are yeah. are really quickly dismissed oh, or sellouts. railroaded. Yeah. And like one example, uh, I can't even think of her name right now, Nikki Haley. Okay. Um, look it up. She did like a really great quick like Q&A on abortion. And she was like, she's pro-life and whatever, but she was able to say it in a way, she was taking all the extremes, just like you're doing, she was taking all the extremes and saying, Pulling them down. Mm-hmm. Okay, but can't we just agree on this? Mm-hmm. She's trying to like pull down to the to the center to get to a place where you can like actually have a conversation and then right. figure yeah. out the legislation, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I saw, but that's not going to get 
I only got to that because my husband's <laughs> in digging, you know, that's not going to be on CNN or Fox right. or whatever. No, never. yeah, because it's not. Yeah, it not unless she accidentally says something that's a soundbite that would be like right. disruptive. Or yeah, and I think, you know, back to the sermon, the yeah. point. The oh, point, sure. Well, you know, the point, of the, the, <laughs> the, point, the point of the thing is that those, all of those things on all sides are dangerous right. because mm-hmm. they tend to take us away from what's actually true. Mm-hmm. That we cloister up in our little hardened circles, enclaves, and go, well, this is the way it is. And we see in both of these cases, the Herodians and the Pharisees, that they did that and missed Jesus. Right. And I think that that's kind of the point of the the whole sermon is just like, as we do that, we have to be very careful Mm -hmm. that we don't miss Jesus in the process. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be a bit uncomfortable in order to find Jesus and how that's actually very current for today too. Like where do I have to like break out of my comfort zone in order to actually truly know Jesus, follow after him and understand who he actually is rather than who I just think he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the three, the three ways to miss Jesus was super helpful. Um, We can just talk about this, whatever pops out, but um, when being threatened, there were the three things, how to act when being threatened, um, responding to obvious needs, and what drives our spiritual lives. So um, when being threatened, let's like take that one. So Pharisees' position was more when being threatened, you're... Cons- Why am I trying to summarize stuff while you're here? No, go ahead, do it. I normally do. I'm no, like, you what? say this it in is- different words, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's I do. Uh, <laughs> bad different words. Um, so like Pharisee side is more you conspire against the thing or person who's coming against you. And then um, Jesus's view was more do the right thing, even if there's pressure mm-hmm. involved. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that when being threatened? I think what's interesting is the Pharisees, they think they're doing right, but very against, you know, Jesus's way of doing things. Because again, it just totally... It, um, deconstructed their norms in the way they thought it should be. So in a way, feeling very stuck in like the ritualistic practices that think it's God honoring versus like Jesus coming and kind of turning that kingdom upside down of what it actually looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's like they think by, you know, not healing on the Sabbath that that's what's right versus, you know, Jesus is trying to, teach what the kingdom is actually like and they're totally just missing it Mm -hmm. um, because their hearts were hardened and they weren't, you know, opening up to, could this potentially be Mm -hmm. the ways and we're just missing Mm -hmm. it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So where my brain goes as well with this is that we need to always be at a place where we, we guard against the certainty of historical practices. Mm -hmm. Because as I think about these Pharisees, like, this wasn't the first generation that they were obeying these extra, you know, whether it be Sabbath rules or this these extra additional yeah. um, rules that they had added to, mm-hmm. you know, the original 613 or, or whatever. I mean, this, we're talking generation after generation yeah. after generation. And so we can even inherit practices from the past that may have had good intent originally mm-hmm. and have 
subsequently, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lost that intent, mm-hmm. but we're still doing it. Yeah. And so we enter into these legalistic practices without even thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a sense in which we need to, if we're believers, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to like prick us from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be able to stop and think and let's... We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like asking that question, why? Mm-hmm. Like if we lose that posture, mm-hmm. then I feel like that why question really guards us from just doing something blindly, mm-hmm. assuming that what we're doing is actually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. where it might have been, you know, five generations ago, right. it's now not actually helpful mm-hmm. because yeah. we've lost the heart. Yeah, that's yeah. good. The, the historical aspect. I, I think too, you know, and what you said, Sammy, a minute ago, that the idea that you know, these guys thought they were doing God's work. Correct. Like, and that's what you're saying too. They, these guys thought they were doing good. And I think about like a super extreme example of that is the Apostle Paul who was going around killing Christians. And it's it's wacky to get your brain in the space to go, he thought he was doing God's work. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Like he was defending mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. against these crazy Christians to the point where he was going around house to house and killing people. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's how nefarious it is that, yeah. that you know you can yeah. actually convince yourself this is what God wants. Oh man. And that's you know, great. that's terrifying for, yeah. for us because there, you know, we see it. There's mm-hmm. lots of people who think in the name of God yep. I'm going to X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 bro. That, that you know. But I think the rubber meets that's the road good. with this thing, Danielle, with the, you know, how do you respond when being threatened? Mm-hmm. You know, just to drill it down to your own existence and yeah. go, how do you respond when you're beliefs, ideas, reputation, character is threatened by somebody who believes differently than you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the example that we see in Jesus, so put yourself at work, your, your reputation is being threatened at work because somebody is saying something about you, Mm -hmm. uh, at home, your authority is being threatened Mm -hmm. by one of your kids who's disobeying you. Never um, happens. No. no yeah. in karate. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not why we did it. <laughs> but, you know, put, drill it down and put yeah. yourself in a situation and go, now how do I respond? And what we see Jesus doing is he feels the weight of it. It right. says that he got angry. He was, uh, he was sad. Um, but then his compassion led him to do the right thing mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think to go, we, we don't have to ignore our emotions in those moments. We have emotions. Mm-hmm. But those emotions need to lead us to, finally, good, right, <laughs> compassion, do the right thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where the rubber meets the road on all of these is to go, we have an example from the Pharisees and we have an example from Jesus. Whose example am I actually following mm-hmm. in my real yeah. life? Yeah. 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 yeah and I think good. that's good to also just acknowledge the process sometimes. Like we want to think, and we read, we talked about, again, a couple of weeks ago, like we read these things in scripture and they feel immediate. Right. Because just especially with Mark, but because of how they're written. <laughs> he's abrupt. Yeah, he's just like, just do it. <laughs> Moving on. But like there is a you know, I know like for me in particular, like if I'm in that space, if I'm at work or something and I feel like someone misheard what I said or, you know, something, it has nothing to do with my Christian values it's more just like my human response at first to the feeling of, I don't know what it would be, just like being misunderstood or disrespect or whatever. 
And I do have to have, I, I used to not be like this, but I do have to step that back to exactly what you're saying. I do yeah. have to like walk that back to like, am I even seeing things clearly? Like, mm -hmm. am I even the proper narrator for this? Like, am I, you know? And so, yeah, I just appreciate that. Cause there, it is like a, whether it's a five minute process or five week process, the end result is, is the fruit of where you're, where you stand, I guess. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Um, well, we can talk about these other two if you guys want to. So the other two respond to an obvious need, um, ignore this, I thought was like really well, well put and very memorable. So Pharisees, they're not going to respond to a need unless it fits into their narrative, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I think is, mm -hmm. I mean, just like right to the heart of what we're dealing with today. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then Jesus obviously just to see and respond to a real need with compassion, um, thoughts. So where my brain goes initially, and I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but you're pressing us for, for thoughts, so here we go. Great. Um, I, like, I think about driving down Peach Street. Um, so for those that live in Erie, Pennsylvania, like they understand. Um, when you get to Peach and 38th, and they, there's always right at Country yeah. Fair, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Those out of state will know what I'm talking about. Um, Just think of the one of the worst intersections in your city. There we go. There you go. <laughs> but, there's, but there's often a lot of... Beggars. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of homeless people mm -hmm. stationed there. And our house used to be just, you know, a couple of minutes down the road from there. But thinking about how I would interject my own narrative, mm -hmm. which would dictate my response and reaction to these people mm -hmm. and subsequently result in me just driving on. Um, and I, I often, I feel, I feel that, like, when I, so when I see somebody at need, um, I'm very, I'm very quick to say, well, if the situation looked like this, um, then I would probably step in. Mm -hmm. um, or if I wasn't driving here, then I, I don't know. So I, I find myself veering towards that legalism and also, and almost writing the narrative for them in order to justify <laughs> yeah. my actions. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Wow. That's real. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's interesting to think like where your narratives come from which takes like time and effort and energy mm -hmm. that you don't always want to you know sure. use because it's like oh what's this going to reveal about me internally internally that maybe I don't want to acknowledge mm -hmm. but even as you were saying that Stephen I think of times where I've felt the same way and thinking okay like where did I develop a narrative that makes me immediately go to the worst and maybe it was based on like certain experiences where mm -hmm. it's like oh, I did have a negative experience that time I tried to help or show compassion. Mm -hmm. And so I put it somewhere in my brain that just reinforces like, yeah, like don't give to that, don't give to this, mm -hmm. which can be very wrong because then all of a sudden I'm not considering other possibilities or perspectives and I'm just kind of living within my boxed narrative mm -hmm. and I don't maybe try to, change that mm -hmm. so like that's what I think yeah, too like good. where's that actually come from like why do I live according to a certain narrative what's like the backstory mm -hmm. behind it yeah that's good yeah, and I think again rubber meets road when something bad happens to somebody that we disagree with or mm -hmm. isn't in our camp or narrative or whatever and like is the first response good they deserved it oh, mm -hmm. man. or is the first response what could I do to demonstrate compassion to them, yeah, you know, and that—that's again. I think we I, tell me if I'm wrong. I just feel like there's a ramp up in the good they deserve it oh, yeah. response oh, yeah. these days. Yeah. Like anybody yeah, opposite of me 
if they die, if they get cancer, if they get whatever. And it's like, oh, good. They one less of them, right. you know, it's like, holy cow. Or sometimes I hear Ooh. it's like, doesn't sound as harsh, but it's actually kind of worse. Like, um, oh, it's about time something bad happened to them. Right. Or like, mm. like that, like what? Right. <laughs> what is, where is that coming from? It's yeah. creepy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, well, and, and even again, might as well just controversy it up, but you know. Sure, we're not going to air this one we, anyway. We were talking. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, we're talking about this war, this Israel-Hamas yeah. war, and, and, and it's like, you know, there's this, there's this camp that says God is on Israel's side only. Mm -hmm. They are his people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, wipe all those other people out. And listen, there is a sense of they, they should defend themselves. Something sure. horrible. This terroristic attack happened against mm -hmm. them. They need, just for their country, they need to be able to defend themselves and take care yeah. of business. Where it crosses over into that sentiment of like, they're the apple of God's eye. And I go, but wait a second, in the new covenant... All people are the apples of God's eye. Like mm -hmm. all lost people matter to God. That's right. those are people for whom Jesus shed His blood. And so then to just go, yeah, wipe them all out. They deserve it. Yeah. It's like, whew, okay, all right. And and again, it's a very tricky line it because is. because you're talking political and national mm -hmm. interests. Yeah. And my thing is when it crosses over into that spiritual thing yeah. where we're talking about human beings, right? Mm -hmm. Man, we have to be very careful about going. These are. These are the God side people, and the ones that are not on the God side should just all be eliminated. Right. Um, Especially a, when those individuals have strategically protected themselves in front of the innocent women and children. Sure. And it's almost like right. there's a disregard for that. Absolutely. And um, I'm, this is oversimplifying it. And the collateral damage. And, yeah, right. so the collateral damage that would result in just, right. you know. Right. Yeah. Responding quickly, mm -hmm. um, and again, this is probably an oversimplified statement, but you know this this call for prayer, you know, in this nation is huge. This call for prayer, this call for prayer. We need to be praying for Israel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this can sound controversial, but Scripture tells us to pray for those who persecute us and to love our enemies. Like, I wonder how many of those prayer meetings are praying for the terrorists who are actually doing the acts mm. um, versus the protection. And I'm not saying don't pray for that, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but like, again, it's one of those like historical practices that we are not necessarily thinking about and we're just quick to act, which is our act is not necessarily bad, but yeah. are we forgetting the full counsel of scripture that tells us what if we actually got on our knees and believed that the God of the universe could radically and supernaturally transform the evil hearts of these well, yeah. of these enemies, right. yeah. um, rather than just you know put an edge of protection around you know another yeah, yeah, yeah. right another and also to group. that point, um, if we know this is true that they are God's chosen people, what hedge are we? What are we worried about? Like yeah. what? I'm not saying don't you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't hear what I'm not saying, but yeah, that is a much yeah. more challenging Stephen mm -hmm. position to or you know, lens to pray through. I just, I remember being a lead pastor and a few years ago and I had a really difficult time with a couple in, in my church and, um, I was getting counsel from other pastors. I just didn't know what to do with this couple. Like we just continued to butt heads. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just felt like they weren't able to see things and they were kind of disruptive. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting down with one of the, you know, my pastors who were counseling and he was like, 
have you actually prayed for them? Right. And, and obviously this is an extreme example, sure. but my answer was no. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was like, well, I'm going to challenge you to mm-hmm. a season of prayer for these people. And, and it was truly amazing, one, how my heart changed towards yeah. those people, yes. but also how God did a work mm-hmm. yeah. that eventually we became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and again, I'm oversimplifying it because this is a very complex yeah. issue, but there's still, there's still truth in there's a supernatural yeah. reality That's that right. God is at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is at work. And the other thing I would add is that Jesus, when, when he made these calls to... Um, for enemy love, to, mm-hmm. to love your enemy, to pray for those who persecute you. Mm-hmm. It was not in a scrubbed up environment. He was ma- It wasn't like, oh yeah, your sister hasn't talked to you for three days. You should probably... Mm-hmm. It was in an occupied... Right. <laughs> an occupied hostile. territory. Hostile. Hostile enemies all around you. Roman Empire has taken over and are basically almost enslaving our people again. Mm. And that's the environment where he said, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. So it wasn't, uh, we, we have to forget this. It wasn't some pristine, you know, easy, yeah, it, easy thing he was calling right, people yeah. to. It was like this very thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And Jesus says, watch me embrace a tax collector right. by bringing him into my circle. Right. Who would have been, for all intents and purposes, a traitor to yeah. the very nation that he was born right. into? Let me let me bring him back. Yeah. Let me show him compassion. Watch me pray life. for these people who are hanging me on a cross. Right. Father, forgive them. Yes. They don't know what they're doing. Like yeah. these these people are literally taking my life, mm. and I'm demonstrating to you that the proper response is prayer and love and forgiveness. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. It's hard, and yeah. it's you know to to even say that's controversial is weird, but right. it is. It sounds like I, I, I feel, feel it, it coming out of my own mouth. Right. Feels uncomfortable. Feels uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, what, that's what we see in this passage. Jesus makes us uncomfortable. And he it's does. not necessarily a call to pacifism as no. well. No, no that's right. No. Um, that's right. It's just let's walk the road sensibly, yeah. mm-hmm. not negating yep. the full counsel of Scripture. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's good. Um, so we have this third point, and let's wrap in this the six markers of a gospel-centered life, but the third way uh, to miss Jesus is um, what what's driving our spiritual lives. So for the Pharisees, the goal um, of the gospel is, or the goal, yeah, the goal of religion is external behavior modification. And for Jesus, it is heart transformation. Mm. Um, and then what that looks like um, Pastor Jack went through six markers of a gospel-centered life. Again, to your point, not a new set of rules right. to go by, um, but just you know, guideposts, really. Um, let me refresh your memories. Passion for Jesus, um, so you're building practices that are born out of love. Number two, ongoing repentance. Number three, spiritual fruit. Four is life-giving words. Five, sacrificial generosity. Six, biblical community. And again, the point is that, you know, these are things you can look for on the outside that show you that things yeah. are happening mm-hmm. on the inside. Yeah, that's good. It's not like, oh, yeah, do these six things and you'll please mm-hmm. God. It's it's as you are being in relationship with Jesus, these are the six things that are, and, and there's more than this, but these are the things that are going to start coming out yeah. of yeah. you um, because of that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. All parents are legalists. <laughs> <laughs> Behavior modification, baby. Yeah, just want funny. my kids to behave. Just behave. Oh, my gosh. That's Here's so funny. Cookie now. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I will only put the show on if you behave. Oh, my god! I don't care whether you want to or not. You're going to do it on the oh, outside. Man. The Bible says hair transformation, but I want you it, to It'll come. It'll come. <laughs> Karate. That's the yeah, answer. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Karate. <laughs> yeah, they really are. I heard this cool. It kind of goes with all of a little bit of all of these. Um, it was on TikTok, TikTok, if I'm being honest. Um, but this pastor was talking about a sermon illustration, and he... Mm came across uh, this person and they had this mantra for their life. You either, with every individual you encounter, you either leave a footprint to follow or a scar to heal. Mm. I'm like, uh, wow. so I was thinking, that was in my brain as I was going through these six wow. things, especially around like life-giving words, spiritual fruit, you know, wow. and just so, it's just so challenging and so, it, I'm gonna stop, that's it. It's just so challenging to me to think of my interactions with people having that much power, but it's, it's true. Yeah, that's good. Can you read that list again? The yeah. six. Uh, pa- having a passion for Jesus, so the practices that you do are born out of a love for like stirring affection for Jesus. Um, two is ongoing repentance. Three spiritual fruit. Four life giving words. Five sacrificial generosity, and six is biblical community. Hmm. What do you um, What do you see as like on a spectrum for you? Like, where do you see growth? Where do you see not growth. <laughs> yeah, which one's harder? It's which one's not growth. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's more section. More recently, if I'm being completely honest, and I don't know like what was happening when I kind of got this revelation for myself, but I was like sitting on my couch, I was like reading my Bible, or maybe I wasn't that day. I truly don't remember like just what happened, but just that sounded reckon- good though. Let's go with yeah, it. Go with okay. I was reading my Bible. Um, <laughs> but it just like kind of dawned on me where I was like, you know, I don't really, I'll get on my knees to pray for maybe things that I want or that seem obvious. But when's the last time I got on my knees to truly mm. repent? Like, where am I not recognizing oh, yeah. sin in my life? Mm-hmm. Because maybe I'm thinking, okay, I don't do this, this or this, but like, is there still like, bits of like doubt within me that I don't register as sin or, you know, comparison, pride, like so many things that can be maybe consuming us that we're just not aware of all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, trying to grow in that area of making sure I'm truly repenting in my prayer life Mm -hmm. um, and asking God, like, show me what I'm not aware of. Like as much as we don't like to tackle our sin like recognizing it's necessary it has to go in order for Jesus to you know come in like I must decrease he must increase in my life so God show me where like what sin does look like for me Mm -hmm. and reveal it because I need to continue to repent Mm -hmm. when I'm in your presence as well so like for me that's a major growth area yeah but I was just like oh when did I last repent? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. So. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's, that's really good. And as you're talking, I'm, you know, reminded about the, the prayer model that we use, the acts prayer model. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is, is, is confession. But I think that, I, I don't, again, I don't want to blanket, but I feel like that for a lot of us as Christians, you know, we get into a cycle of life being good. And when mm-hmm. life is good, mm-hmm. we're, we're slow to acknowledge the areas that that God still wants to to grow us in, mm-hmm. um, and growth often doesn't happen until you know we posture ourselves 
humbly before him in, com- in confession and just, mm-hmm. and even that simple prayer, you know, go say my Costco on you, like, God, show me, <laughs> you know? Um, God. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. I was going to try, but. No, you should have. Um, should be sad. But, but it's that simple, that simple prayer, like, God, just show me what I don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about blind spots around mm-hmm. here as well. I mean, he's the one that knows them. Mm-hmm. He's the one that sees them. And, you know, so for some of us, maybe that next small step of obedience is just simply that prayer. God, I haven't prayed it in a long time. Show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think since we're since we're circling around that theme, I'll just yeah, add one more thought on yeah. it. And that I think one of the mistakes that we make <clears throat> often with confession and kind of a heart, uh, a kind of a repentant posture, mm-hmm. uh, because again, we don't have to crucify Jesus all over again. He, he forgave our sins once and for all, but right. there, it's more of the posture of mm-hmm. confession and repentance that we need to maintain. But one of the things I've found helpful, and I've used the illustration before, that I think a lot of people approach confession more like laundry day, where you just mm-hmm. kind of throw everything in in the washing machine and go, Jesus, just clean it all. (laughs) You know, it's all in there. You know, forgive me for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And versus, and again, I don't want to be too crazy about this, but like at the end of the day, when you're reflecting going, and I, I lied today when I walked in that meeting late. Yeah. Um, and told them it was because I was in traffic and actually it wasn't, it was because I just got a late start mm-hmm. because of my own selfishness. I decided to get one more cup of coffee and it yeah, made me, good. and mm-hmm. I told them something that wasn't true. And, but here's where, here's where, what I've found helpful is to keep asking why until you get to the actual mm-hmm. thing you need to confess. Yeah. So the, why did yeah. I, why did I lie about that? Mm-hmm. Well, I lied because I want to make myself look better. I didn't want them to think less of me. Well, Why? Why, mm-hmm. why is that so important? Well, mm-hmm. because actually because what they think of me is more important, was more important to me in that moment than what you think of me, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I traded mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. what, uh, what it's they really good. would see for, for what you actually see, and that's what I actually need to confess. Mm-hmm. The, the, my, my endless need to look good for people mm-hmm even when it means disregarding what you've asked me to do. That's the, that's the sin. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that, and that's what, God, I need you to work with me on, not telling white lies in meetings. Right. I need you to work with me on how, how I weigh what others think versus what you think. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's really good because the danger of not doing that is just to move again yeah. towards that legalistic framework Absolutely. of... Sure. Mm-hmm. Check, 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 you know, check, check. God, I'm sorry. Yep. God, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, sorry. I said I'm sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe yeah. you even meant it, but you're not doing the hard work. Right. You're not digging down a few layers. That's really good. Yeah. That's great. Good stuff. I'm going to stop us. I don't want to, you know, ruin people's ears, so I'm going to stop <laughs> us. That was great conversation. Um... You guys, as a reminder, you can go to whosegrace.com forward slash Mark and submit a question to us and also find those resources um, and the sermon uh, that we used to talk today. So thanks, Pastor Derek, and thanks, Sammy, Thank you. for joining us. Samantha. Thank um, you. Yeah, we'll see you next yeah. week. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye, I don't guys. go by Danny. Don't even try it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>